0: This is Alan, this is Brandon, and welcome to D6 Minutes, the short Dice Over Everything podcast where we roll a die, choose a topic, and talk about it for whatever we rolled. All
1: right, well I've got one that we, we probably haven't been involved in a, in a while. All right, sure, go for it. It'd be game tournaments, and how long, do you, how long do you think the right length of time is for like a dedicated tournament?
0: All right. I'm going to roll a die. Three minutes. Yeah, that's good luck. Okay. So for me, um, a tournament should be, it can't be too short, right? Cause then you don't feel fulfillment. It's just like a game night. Uh, generally it, it needs to feel, you know, like you've, you've really, uh, you know, and oftentimes, when people co- go to tournaments, it's the feeling that they—they've, you know, a lot of people don't get to play enough, and they want to go to a tournament to really get that stuff out. So I'd say it can't be too short, but if it's too long, it exhausts people, and you start cutting off people who can't, uh, don't have the the stamina to go for too long. Um, and if it's too extra too long, you know, people start spelling. So, so I'd say,
1: oh, mm.
0: yeah. I'd say the ideal time for me is s- around six, five, six hours.
1: Yeah. I think I'd be kind of agreeing with that. That if, if you only have like a morning tournament or an afternoon tournament, that doesn't feel like enough, enough gaming.
0: Yeah. It has to be meaty. So, so to me, I, I guess it's around f- five hours. To me, you'd start at one and you'd go to six and then after six, you, you you kind of like do your whatever award ceremonies and shit, mm-hmm. and then you go for dinner with anyone you know that doesn't have obligations. that can go out, go to the bar, take a, take a couple of drinks. That's my ideal thing, which means technically your games then have to be if you want three rounds in well, a normal tournament. So games to have to be specific. like a,
1: to be more specific. We're talking about five hours of actual game play, right? Not we're not talking about the down. No,
0: it could be less. It could be less.
1: You're talking about five hours, like start time, to like to after you've done announcing the winners, or like Uh, the end
0: of the last game. Starting, starting the game to the end of the last game. So you have a little bit, like, fifteen more minutes of. uh, That's why I said five to six, right? So if you add a little more downtime, you can go, you know, a little bit longer. But generally around there, um, I feel like what you end up is like an hour and fifteen minutes for every game. Three 50. rounds, hour and fifty miss every game, or almost four hours of gameplay. I mean you
1: could play smaller games. Like you could be playing Work mm-hmm. where the game's much quicker. Yep. Which then I guess you could have a shorter tournament. Mm-hmm. But so five to six hours. Like on practical terms, let's say you then started at 9:30 mm-hmm. and you went for six hours. That's 9:30 till
0: 3:30. Yeah, 9.30, first of all, you should never have a tournament that to starts so early. <laughs> I know they do all the time, though. <laughs> yeah, see. I know. So th- there's was, a difference, what, though, what, right? You I have was, your yeah. average tournament, and yeah. then you have your event tournament, right? Okay, so like your mm-hmm. championship, readers. where everyone, yeah, exactly. So you have two different types. Like, is it is it your like monthly tournament? That's what I'm saying, five to six. Mm-hmm. Sometimes when you want your event tournament, it could even go two days, right? Yeah. In which case, seven or eight hours per day is possible but the entire idea is that after the tournament you're supposed to be exhausted right Mm -hmm. you're supposed to give more than enough gameplay for the people so that they get exhausted in the end okay okay so so i would say yeah
1: so we've got like a tiny bit of yeah
0: no we don't have any more time we don't okay that's pretty good anyways we're good yeah we've got it apparently we've got to talk more about this we have different different ideas all right all right so you got- and you should definitely go out for food afterwards I'm just gonna throw that in there that's you need you need that socializing aspect in your tournament I think you should always have that oh yeah don't don't run off okay all right yeah um all right I got a question now um, so I've been getting into oh no, I'm not going to do that one but next because I, I I'm afraid it's I'm afraid I'm not gonna work. have yeah, gonna the ability work. to okay okay skip yeah. it so so this one I'm gonna do is uh, we've talked recently about like different uh, sculpting and miniatures and stuff like that um, and it's gotten me thinking um, about the models that I like and the models I don't like and my question is do you think that traditional sculpting is dead for miniatures three minutes. Oh, okay. So
1: when this, is, this more goes around the question of what do you define as miniatures? But for the scale of them, like I've joined some groups where people actually get into trying to produce miniatures and all that. Mm-hmm. So at a certain scale, like once things get big enough,
0: mm-hmm. the,
1: the traditional sculpting is still viable.
0: Because mm-hmm.
1: you can put the details in there, the amount level of detail you want. Once it gets big enough to work with with normal tools, yeah, you don't have, like, it's the same an,
0: thing of like doing like a like a normal well not a, 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 like a full size sculpture. sculpture. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. If you're carving stone, you can like yeah, it's fine. I can use mm-hmm. traditional tools to do this. You don't need to use like precision like multiple axis CNC machines to carve tiny little things. If it's mm-hmm. big enough. Like you might be able to carve it really detailed with hand tools, but once you get to the 28 millimeter or the, the new 32, 35 millimeter models, and mm-hmm. you want to have the level of detail people have come to expect, you're into 3D sculpting now. And just being able to have the miniature come apart into pieces that fit together well, mm-hmm. it, it's just required now at that scale.
0: Because at 32 millimeter, right? Even, which is technically significantly larger than the traditional 28, even at that scale, if you're trying to do it, um, it like it with the tr- traditional way, the size of your miniature is going to be limiting uh, your ability to sculpt what you want. Yeah. So you think it's dead for that scale? For for thirty two scale, it's dead. Um, for seventy two, it's still possible. I would say actually fifty four now because fifty four is really
1: pretty common. Okay, well for like the military stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So oh, we have more time for this. Oh, traditional sculpting things. I don't know, just because things are 3D printed now and you can just reuse assets. Like when you make a whole army, people want to reuse assets to make it viable. So from that aspect, like if you're... Same thing, like at, once you're at 28 millimeter scale, you've got to sculpt a whole bunch of the same thing to make a whole army out of it often or a faction. But once you're doing like 54 mm-hmm. millimeter bigger sculpts, your time doesn't need to keep getting reused because pieces like that are one-offs. Mm. So for another reason, it can keep being more viable for bigger stuff.
0: Yeah, I think um, there's so many strengths at that scale to be, to use 32, uh, sorry, to use uh, a 3D sculpting. I don't, and I feel like just time-wise, you know, just monetarily, it's just a lot easier to cook something out at that scale because you're not fighting with the scale
1: Mm -hmm.
0: uh, that I do think it's basically dead. Besides, you know, just as a curiosity, or for just for fun, uh, I think it's I think it's basically done.
1: Yeah, and the whole thing of sculpting faces at the smaller scale, you mm-hmm. don't need to have as much personality in the face because it's if you're not doing heroic, like we've talked about so many times, mm-hmm. the face is not enormous. Mm-hmm. So there's a limit to the amount of detail. So if you keep reusing the same art assets over and over for the face,
0: that's just laziness. Though you don't have to reuse the
1: same art assets. Well, you can, and people won't. <laughs> that's true. Blame. Whereas at bigger scales, um. you need. People are expecting like to see more the character, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, expect more character.
0: If everyone's face is the exact same, like even if you're using like 3D sculpting on a larger character, you better put the time in that face. In fact, it's even more important because at a larger scale, the face, even though the face is always the the focal point,
1: mm-hmm. people
0: can really tell if it's the same face used over and over again. Yeah, I agree. All right, so there's all right. On that. Yep. So the answer is yes. Interesting. Yes for 32. Um, all right. You got a question?
1: Yeah. Maybe this will turn into a bigger topic. But mm-hmm. we talk about GW all the time. We can't skip them in the course of a podcast. So I think mm-hmm. the question would be if we started, because GW is now making all these boxed games. Mm-hmm. The question don't is... You
0: don't have to play Warhammer 40K or to play Games Workshop games.
1: Yeah, that also doesn't quite fit our thing. doesn't quite fit the question. Yeah. What GW box game would you be most likely to get into?
0: Ooh. What is, what is, Currently, how much, right now.
1: How much does the DICE want to know about this?
0: All right. Five minutes. So this oh, is okay. our last topic. Finish this off. All right. What GW game am I most likely to get into? I think I mentioned this before. The box games. Um, specifically Yep. Uh, I think last time. So I have actually gotten into a bunch of games, uh, unlike you. Uh, so I have played Kill Team. I have played, you know, I played Warcard like one off a demo. <laughs> I didn't like it. Um, it was okay. I just felt no reason to play it. Um, and then so I played a bunch. Um, but one there's there's basically two that I'm really looking at, and I don't know which one I'm going to end up actually playing first Mm -hmm. um spoilers i've already bought models for both of them (laughs) but i might just have the models right because again you know there's some good uh gaze workshop models so the first one is necromunda okay and part of the reason is uh they've really been um the sculpts have gotten better would you just i really like the they brought a lot back. But... The so Van Sar, the all-female gang, which are like very much, they have a retro cool punk aesthetic where they were designed in the 80s when that actual look is actually very common. But we no longer live in the 80s. So the fact that they still have that kind of style uh, makes them really unique and different. So yeah, you, know you gave
1: up a lot of the punk aesthetic they had in the 80s.
0: Yeah, and on top of that, they're moving away from heroic scale. So even though they're, and and female models have always been a little bit less heroic scale because that you always they always want to make the the female models pretty, and obviously heroic scale is just an abomination. So it looks terrible. So they always try to make them more realistic. Um, so the models are generally they're not fully uh, like true scale, but they're much closer. So I. I did buy those models and I love them. Um, but I'm not sure I'll actually play Necromanda before the other one that I'll talk about after you tell me about yours. Okay. So when
1: I said, when I said one of the games you bought into, you'd actually bought into
0: Shadespire. Oh yeah, I did bit of it. I didn't like that one either.
1: Yeah. The gameplay, the gameplay of that wasn't, it didn't, didn't feel right for a miniature game it felt too bad yeah, it
0: felt very board gamey or card gamey you could say it was like yeah. a card game with miniatures as opposed to a miniatures game with cards
1: mm-hmm. but i could see myself playing Warcry because it plays like an actual miniature game and mm-hmm. at the store once it comes back open mm-hmm. seem to be into that sort of thing Mm-hmm. I think it's got a better balance than. Well, I actually just like to look better than Kill Team because Kill Team and Warcry are fairly similar scale games. They how they're yep. sold fairly similar. There's lots of terrain packs that come out for them. Yep. But the aesthetic of it, and I think the gameplay, I just like better.
0: Interesting.
1: From the video like I well. actually
0: like the gameplay. Okay, so there's some issues with Kill Team, um, in that uh, they have a lot of craft that they kept from uh 40k because they if i feel like they tried to make it a um stepping stone so they made it different but not they didn't cut the ties entirely whereas Warcry, i think basically they learned from kill team and they're like why did we keep all this craft? so they literally it's its own thing right and and it's its own model set that is entirely different from age of sigmar which is the equivalent in, in the thing except that um they just convert the models into their system, which in some ways is really good. It's just that I don't really like, I actually like the, the ideas of War, the Warcry game less than I like the ideas of Kill Team. So I'm, I don't know, I don't really like it. And, and honestly, like Warcry is a lot more similar to other games that we really like. Uh, yep. But I would and say- it has the same kind of space. So I, I just couldn't see myself
1: playing it, honestly. I could only see myself playing it out of peer pressure. I so. hope that
0: doesn't happen. All right. Maybe we should play this other game that I'm going to say, which is I feel like it, you know, it's going to be a while before we actually start playing these games, right? Cuz lockdown. Uh but the other game I think is very very different than all the other kind of games we play whereas I think Warcry kind of sits in a spot that is very similar in, to, to other games like so I don't I don't think it fits into our what do you call it into the rotation of games Mm -hmm. right but this game is very different and very has is very well respected um and because of that i could see it being a break to the other games can you guess what game i'm talking about from that description gamma wolves that's not a that's, that's not a games workshop game oh yeah
1: <laughs> that guy loves God, games. I work forgot.
0: Shop.
1: The maker does not <laughs> workshop. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's
0: it's a, Blood, Blood, Bull. Bull. Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Blood Bowl. Yeah. Spoilers, I bought models for Blood Bowl too. Hmm. So this is an entirely different game. And actually, um, the.
1: different topic. so yes. This is the bonus Sorry?
0: round. This is a
1: bonus round because it's no longer any of our topics.
0: No, no, this is. This is the game. This is the game that I think I will play, the game's workshop game. Uh, it's a very good chance that this is the, the next game's workshop game I'll play because I don't know why they released, like, a Blood Bowl second edition. I don't know why it started interesting me, but the idea of the aesthetic and everything just seemed fun. And then, you know, I've never actually played it, and it's so well regarded. You know, some people think it's the best uh, uh Games Workshop game ever created. And it's so different. And it's like some sort of simulationist thing. And they even create factions that are intentionally crappy for for people to play, like in sports, right? Sometimes you want to just play the underdog. And so like, all right, this... This uh, faction is not supposed to be balanced. This is the crappy faction. Yeah, you know what? If, if you want cr- to lose and you want to try to be the underdog to come out and win, use this faction. Well, no, but you say like you know your opponent's too good, they're too experienced. Like no, no,
1: you can't be playing a top tier faction against you, Yeah. Else,
0: and then it feels like the aesthetic is so it, it. I haven't played it, but I'm really interested to see if the aesthetic is really like sports, right? Because in sports, that's how it is, right? Like in mm-hmm. professional sports, right? Blood Bowl is a uh, a fantasy version of NFL, American football, created by a British company, right? So by British people. So it's an interesting kind of filter. Um, And they're not trying to be balanced. So of course, I tried to buy the the faction that is the most ridiculous, but apparently not the weakest because they created even weaker factions. So I bought the halfling faction yeah cuz i i thought it's the models were so that. awesome they look so stupid they have, they're like little fat halflings uh, you know hobbits uh with like pots and stuff as as helmet armor uh, it's amazing yeah well are... they're not entirely crappy cuz i think they have um a tree man to make it to make them a little bit better but yeah, yeah. i don't
1: remember the tiers i can't
0: memorize that if i it memorized. doesn't matter anyways that's the one that I want to play. And, it, and a lot of it is literally just the game. And I, it, it, it's different than Necromunda. Well, Necromunda, I still am attracted to the game, but it's a lot of the models and the aesthetics. Whereas Blood Bowl, I'm really interested in the gameplay and everything. And I feel like it'll tell a good story. And it's very different from the other games I had. we played right? Necromunda, fantasy, kind of, not fantasy, sorry, sci-fi, which is mixed with Infinity, right? Skirmish Infinity, and then it also has the uh, leveling up, but then we play Frostgrave for that, so I'm just like, well. Whereas Blood Bowl is entirely different.
1: Yeah, I think we have people who play everything GW
0: at our store, so you'll get a chance <laughs> to try it. Yeah, you, you, you're not interested? Oh, uh, well, let someone else be a guinea pig. Or I should. <laughs> it, but. One day I'm just going to show up with two armies and say, here, Brandon, this is your army. Let's play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, so that's it. As usual, we ran over in, on every single one of our topics, but you know, no, we love no, talking about it. We our first oh, two yes. were good. I wrote them we're down. We're pretty close, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, if you have any questions you want us to answer, uh, give us a shout. Find us uh, on Facebook, email us, do whatever you need to get in contact with us, uh, and we'll uh, answer questions.
1: Yeah, let us know what GW game we should get into that only has 10 of us models. <laughs>
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, It's been Alan. It's been Brandon. Okay, done. We're at the end. If you want to uh, reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook at Dice Over Everything. Uh, Join our group at Dice Over Everything Group, or you can email us at contact at diceovereverything.com.
1: Yeah, and if you want to see what we're working on, you can go to diceovereverything.com.
0: So, yeah, that's
1: it.